Good morning, resurrection. Good morning, resurrection. This is the day that the Lord has made. Anybody just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Okay, that's about 10 people. I'm looking for some people who are glad that the Lord woke you up this morning, that he started you on your way. I'm looking for the people who are glad that he woke you up in your right mind. I'm looking for the people who are glad that he allowed you to make it here safely or allowed you to make it online. That's the people I'm looking for. Those are the people that will open up their mouth and offer up a sacrifice of praise. Even if you don't feel like it, you'll praise them. Even if you had a hard week, you'll praise them. Even if you're going through right now, you'll praise him because he is worthy of all praise and honor. Anybody know he's worthy? You ought to nudge your neighbor and say, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Somebody ought to just give God praise for being a mighty God. What a wonderful, wonderful day. We thank the Lord for allowing us to see a new day. We welcome you to those who are here in the house, those that are all around the building. We have this building filled with people, and we thank God. Listen, we thank God that we're back. Filling up, activities increasing. Y'all not glad we're back? We ought to thank God that we're back. I'm going to try it again. Okay, let me try it this way. We ought to thank God that we made it. Amen. We ought to thank God that we made it, that we made it. Amen. We truly thank God for that. I know you're looking behind me saying, there's a choir behind me. <laughs> there's a whole choir, a whole choir, a whole choir. And we thank the Lord for them today. They're going to come and minister to us. But we want to greet you and, and greet you on behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Ray D. Brown. We thank God for him. Can we thank God for our pastor, the angel of this house? Pastor Brown is continuing, is continuing his sermon series, Power Surge, talking about the Holy Spirit. And listen, let me just say this to you. Let me say this to you that the enemy has tried his best to keep this word from going forth this morning. We had streaming issues, sound issues. We had all kinds of stuff because anytime you start talking about the spirit of God, the enemy is always gonna try to prevent that word from going forth. So I'm just asking the saints of God to pray wherever you are. Let's pray that this word will go forth, that pastor will be equipped and empowered to be able to deliver it. And that we cancel out all plans of the enemy and send those plans back to the pits of hell from where they came. We are honored today to have with us Marquin Middleton and the Miracle Corral. We are so grateful to them being with us. They're going to lead us in worship, and then we're going to go higher with the word from Pastor Ray Brown. We thank you, and we, and we bless you. Let's worship. Come on, let's praise the Lord again. All over the sanctuary, let's praise him. Y'all could do better than that. Come on, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Now do it because he's good. Come on, put your hands together because he woke you up this morning. 
and he gave you all the activities of your limbs. Come on and praise him. Now y'all do me a favor, look down your row and say anything can happen on this row this morning. Come on, say it, find somebody else and say anything can happen on this row this morning. Matter of fact, my healing is on this row this morning. Matter of fact, my breakthrough is on this row this morning. Matter of fact, my financial breakthrough is on this row this morning. And I come to bless the Lord this morning because my God is good and his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Well, resurrection, we're back. <laughs> this is our third time being at the Resurrection Church. Now, this is the Miracle Corral, and we're from all over Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas. It's about 84 of us, but this is half of the choir that's going to be here on today, all right? Are y'all ready to praise the Lord? Come on, put your hands. Don't y'all fool me today. Y'all ready to praise the Lord? Come on, musicians. Let's go ahead and hit it. Come on. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know that Jesus is your help this morning and that your help comes from the Lord? Nobody else. All right. Come on, Miriam. Come on, y'all can move with us. Come on. Come on, Miracle, right here. What? Jesus! 
your hands on it right there. Hallelujah. It cometh from the Lord. This next song just said running on. How many of y'all gonna run on to see what the end's gonna be? Now don't y'all fool me, y'all got to go all the way with Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for my son as he comes. Kaylin to sing running on, come on.
your hands together for chaos. Hallelujah. This last song just says, Lord, you reign. How many of y'all believe he reigns? He's still there on the throne doing whatever you need him to do. I dare somebody right now to just put your right hand on your heart right now. In the name of Jesus, whatever anybody came in here with that's not of God, I pray right now that you be healed in the name of Jesus. Stress, depression, whatever it is, be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, Lord, you reign.
you are to give God some more praise for this choir. That's like concert right there. Amen. We we gonna bring y'all back next time. We it's the invitation next time is gonna be on us. They were coming this way. We want to thank you, Brother Middleton. Amen. Come on, give God praise for them one more time. Oh, you could do better than that. Come on, give them a resurrection. Thank you and applause. Young people, continue doing what you're doing. God has gifted you with the gift of exhortation and a praise and worship. And you continue to minister through music. Brother Middleton, let God continue to use you up with everything you have. Amen. Amen. You have our support. You have our love. Amen. Be safe as you travel back. Amen. We'll be talking to you. Amen. Come on one more time. Give them some love. Amen. Oh, and you always have a church. I was looking at y'all on stage. Y'all look like members already over here. So, Amen. You already have a church home. We just get it. We'll make it formal. Amen. Just let me know. We'll get your information. Amen. I used to live in Dallas. That's where you're at. Amen. I was there in the 80s, in the 80s um, at Bishop College. I matriculated there for a minute. Amen. So I can, I feel some of the flavor. Y'all took me back. Amen. You took me back. You took me back. Amen. You, you, you took me back. Amen. I almost shouted. Amen. But I remembered I had to preach. I had to preach. Amen. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I feel you. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. I, I forgot I had to preach. Amen. Uh, amen. Give God one more great, give the Lord one more great big hand praise. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Bow your head with us. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful for the privilege of being able to worship and praise your holy name. We realize that as we are in this place, we are one, one in the spirit, different backgrounds. Somewhat even in our theology is shaped differently, but we are right now one in the spirit, one in what is essential. That is the fact that your son gave his life to die for our sins. Got up on the third day with all power in his hands. We say thank you for that. Now, Lord, we need a word from heaven. Bless us. In fact, bless your word. Let it be magnified. Bless your name. Let it be glorified. Bless your people. Let them be edified. Let the words of our mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Did y'all bring these musicians too? These are musicians. Because these guys act like they've been rehearsing with y'all for a long time. Amen. I, I'm looking around. Amen. Come on, give your musicians some love as well. Thank you. Give me my phone for a second. Amen. I want to share this with you real quickly. Next week is Father's Day. Amen. For some of y'all, it's just a regular day. I understand. Not like Mother's Day, I'm, I feel you. But I was um, 
I was told to make this announcement, and that is that uh, all women, hold on, hold on. You don't even know what I'm getting ready to say yet. Just hold it. Hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle. Amen. <laughs> all women from both campuses uh, to join in one choir for Father's Day. Amen. All calling all ladies. Amen. All the ladies. Amen. All the single ladies and the not single ladies. Amen. The first rehearsal is going to be this Thursday at 7 p.m. to show a great recognition to all fathers. Amen. This is from Sister Sharon Swisher. Amen. Who's over our women's ministry, our ladies' ministry. And um, so, ladies, come on. Amen. Ladies, amen. Any ladies in the house? Amen. Amen. Yeah, I can hear. I heard y'all sopranos and altos, amen, and contraltos. Amen. We praise God for you. Listen, I'm glad to announce today, first of all, it's the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. But there is a word from the Lord. I need you to travel quickly with me to the textual territory of Ephesians chapter 5, and I'd like to read into your hearing just one verse. From the New Century Version, I want to read verse 18. Ephesians 5 and 18, listen for a word from the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine, which will ruin you, but be filled with the Spirit. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. You may be seated. We're in a series of messages entitled Power Surge encountering the Holy Spirit. We are, we are focused on deepening our understanding of and our relationship to the Holy Spirit. Towards this end, on week one, we taught on when the Spirit comes. Week two, we taught on when the Spirit works. Today, with the aid, assistance, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we want to preach and teach from the topic, when the Spirit fills. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to be filled. Amen. Look at him one more time, neighbor. I can tell. I ain't saying nothing. But you need to be filled. Did you know that one of the common experiences of cell phone ownership is that of running out of power? It's common to be engaged in a conversation and suddenly the conversation abruptly comes to an end. Your cell phone has died. Now this power failure can be life-threatening in an emergency circumstance because in desperate moments you don't want or need your digital device to die or go inadvertently into sleep mode because it's out of power, especially when power is available and the device is functional. And yet, in order to avoid that calamity, our devices have to be plugged in and charged on a daily basis. Follow me just for a moment because in the same way, every person of faith needs to be plugged in and charged on a daily basis by the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, be recharged. Tell them I need a recharge. 
And here's why, y'all. We never know the demands and the difficulties that are coming our way between the rising and the setting of the sun. Let me give you another example. Many golfers have had the unusual experience of getting halfway around the golf course only to find that their golf cart refuses to go any further. Problem, of course, is simple. An electronic golf course, golf cart, an electric golf cart has no power of its own. It draws its power from an outside source. Each night, the cart has to be plugged in and recharged so that it's equipped to be useful the next morning when golfers arrive to play. If it's recharged daily, the golf cart is filled with power and will take players comfortably around the course with no problem at all. However, if a cart is amiss in the recharging process, it may very well fail to make the entire round the next day when the result being that golfers start a round of golf but discover that they lack the power to make it to the end. How often we as people of faith find ourselves lacking in the moment the power we need because we fail to plug in and be recharged with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's no wonder this apostle pins this letter to the faithful in Ephesus, this articulate apostle, this gospel globe trotter Paul and commands them and charges them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of another story, this door-to-door -door salesman, he was touring the countryside selling vacuum cleaners and with an unorthodox and high-pressure sales tactic, he would often ring the bell and as soon as they would open the door, he would throw in a bag of dirt on the carpet and let it literally explode in the people's living room. To calm his would-be customers, he would use his sales pitch saying, I've got the best vacuum cleaner ever made. It will suck up everything and anything. As a matter of fact, I'm so confident in its promise, if it does not suck it up, I will personally eat it up myself. <laughs> He did that to, at one farmhouse, and that elderly lady came to the door. Immediately, she began walking towards the kitchen and came back with a spoon. He said, what's that for? She said, well, you better start eating because I ain't got no power. <laughs> Some missed it because you wasn't paying attention, but you'll get it on the way home. Let me say this clearly. A lack of power can cause all kinds of problems. We, we need power in order to get the job done. It's, we need it on a physical level. We need it on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a mental level, but especially on a spiritual level because you cannot do spiritual work without spiritual power. You can't live for God. You can't talk to God. You can't love God, serve God, preach God, teach God, sing about God without God. Just try to forgive without spiritual strength. Try to give without spiritual assurance. Try to, try to, try, try to, try to do anything. The, the strength to live the Christian life comes from the one who gave you life through the agency of the Holy Spirit. 
You can read the biographies. There are many of those spiritual giants who have gone before us, and you will discover that their lives were charged and changed as they were daily filled with the Spirit because much of what has been attempted without the Spirit is futile, and even little attempted with the Spirit is fruitful. Without the Spirit, our best efforts are barren. With the Spirit, even our broken efforts are blessed. Nothing is more essential for the Christ follower than being filled and recharged daily, say daily, with the Holy Spirit's power. And yet the sad truth is that many who love God and have trusted Christ for salvation know little of the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And many are more more. Uh, miserably misled and misinformed about the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Why? I believe at least three reasons that, it, that come to mind immediately. Ignorance, indifference, and iniquity. Some people are just ignorant of it. Uh, uh, for some, it's ignorance. They just don't know. For others, it's indifference. They just don't care. But Still others, it's iniquity. They've been wrong for so long, they prefer it. They're living the life they love and loving the life they live. Preach, Pastor. And as a consequence, y'all, they are missing out on the power and the presence and the possibilities that are present through the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, this text intones, which will ruin you, but be filled with the spirit. The terminology here is filled, not baptized. He uses that word wine for a reason. I'm going to come back in just a minute, but I need to teach as I preach. Can I do that? Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a phrase used to describe the experience of the Holy Spirit at the start of our relationship, and it's never a subsequent experience. Okay, I know I'm going to lose some of y'all because I, I know that everybody does not agree with this, but just as baptism puts us upon water as a symbol externally of what is happening internally, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was put upon the church on the day of Pentecost collectively. And we identify with and experience that baptism individually in the moment of our regeneration. The moment we accept Jesus Christ as Savior, we believe that in that second, in that moment, that the Holy Spirit, who is not the baptism but the baptizer, baptizes us, covers us, immerses us in the body of Christ, the family of faith. We go into the body, as it were, a sinner, and we come up as a saint. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, hear me well, is not a second blessing. As if the first one is not adequate. Because the Holy Spirit is the baptizer, I repeat, and not the baptism. We are baptized not into the Holy Spirit, but into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Preach, Pastor. Before Pentecost, the word baptism was used prophetically in Mark's gospel. Mark 1 and 8, John the Baptist said, I have indeed baptized you with water. But he, meaning Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. During his ministry, Jesus described it even more precisely to remind the disciples, you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. And after Pentecost, the word is used respectively 
by Paul in 1 Corinthians 2 and 13. By one spirit, say one. We have, that means past tense, been baptized, all of us, into one body. When did it take place? On the day of Pentecost for the church collectively. In the moment of our regeneration for us personally and individually. Did you get that? And the more I mature in the faith, the more I have gratitude for the spiritual mentors that have been in my life that have helped me to understand this. That God allowed me to be shaped and molded by some pastors and ministers and, and teachers, many who uh, did not even have formal education, but all of them who knew something about the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know much about hermeneutics or homiletics, but when they preached Things happened in the hearts and lives of people. They split all kind of verbs and dangled all kind of participles. But when they preached, hearts were healed, souls were saved, and lives were changed. And I need to tell you real quickly, y'all, right now, we are not lacking abilities. We got some of the sharpest preachers and some people who can flip words and phrases and uh, do all kind of stuff and all kind of theatrics. We're not lacking ability. We just lack a lot of anointing. We, we're not lacking in degrees. We lack divinity. We, we're not lacking in education. We are lacking in empowerment. We are experts in impressing people people but we struggle to influence people and it's only when we are filled with the spirit that pain will be bearable that trouble will be endurable that tragedy will be transferable that time will be redeemable but that mountains will be movable that work will be doable that justice will be achievable that sickness will be durable that goals will be reachable victory will be attainable the church will be viable Christ will be visible and all things will be possible can I get a witness? The essential, it is essential that those of us who profess to love God and serve God be filled and recharged on a daily basis with the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I got to be honest, I'm preaching to myself. Can I confess, this wasn't part of my sermon, but I ain't always filled. That's why he commands us to be filled because there are times when you go to bed on the wrong side and wake up on the wrong side and if somebody and if our, the, the enemy is smart he he knows he, he wants you to be on the wrong side because he knows you're about to encounter something that will bless you that's why you got to continue to be anybody want to miss your blessing if you don't want to miss your blessing, be filled. Some people come to church and they ain't filled. They can't hear the preaching. They can't feel the singing. They don't know what's going on. They come in the same and leave the same way they came in. But when you are filled, you can feel God on the parking lot. By the time you get on the inside, you shouting and ain't nothing going on. You running, ain't nobody chasing you. You crying, ain't nobody bothering you. It's because you are feet. When you think about the goodness of Jesus. So let me give you my first point. Because Ephesians 5 and 8, notice that we are commanded to be filled. Say commanded. It's in the imperative sense. It, 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 he says be filled. It's not a sacred suggestion. It's a concrete command. Being filled ain't something that ain't something. I said it ain't something 
we are to ponder or pray about doing or consider doing, seek to do. We're, we're, we don't seek to do it because it's the right thing to do. Being filled with the Spirit is a command. It's an issue of obedience with blessings for compliance and consequences for defiance. This, this command is personal. One author wrote, what lies behind us and before us are tiny matters compared to the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Holy Spirit called us to faith, y'all. Holy Spirit indwelt us the moment we believed. The Holy Spirit baptized us into the family of faith. The Holy Spirit sealed us in our salvation. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses. The Holy Spirit gifts and anoints us for service and ministry. Therefore, each of us ought to be filled with the Spirit on a personal level. My spiritual gifts are at stake. My, 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 my power is at stake. My ability to preach with power and, and, and anointing and, and we ought to do it on a per Somebody ought to shout, it's personal. I, I don't mean no harm, but it's, it's personal. Galatians 5 and 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. It's a personal command. If I'm commanded to be filled, I'm not, and I'm not filled, I am in defiance to the Scripture's imperative. Let, let, me, let, me, let me try to shape it this way because uh, uh, Airbnb, as you all know, is a space-sharing service that permits you to rent your house or your home or occupy spaces. People can go online and, and rent your space. They get to enjoy it. They get to occupy it. But they are not permitted to make any changes to it for one reason and one reason alone. They don't own it. Come here for just a moment because the Holy Spirit is in the same position in our lives. The Holy Spirit may have amazing possibilities for you, but the Holy Spirit will not release any of those possibilities to you until you yield ownership of yourself and your soul to the Savior and then yield to the Spirit's influence and work in your life on a daily basis. Basis. Boy, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. Because being filled with the Spirit is a command, not a craze. It's not a minor thing, but a major thing in the life of a Christ follower. It's a command and it's personal, but it's also plural. The spiritual imperative being filled is not just personal, it's plural. It's not just intended for one of us, but for all of us. Talking about the church, whenever being filled with the Spirit is mentioned in the Scriptures, especially when it refers to the church, the average person thinks it only applies to the elect and the elite. But in actuality, it applies to the masses and the multitude. On the day of Pentecost, the text testifies, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I got to be honest with you, this ain't a shouting sermon, but if you get it, you might just scream. Acts 4 and 31 says, when they, when they had prayed, the place where 
they were assembled together. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. On each occasion, every person present was filled. Can you imagine with this crowd right now, what would happen if everybody in this place was filled daily, weekly, monthly, annually with the Spirit. Because when they did it, the Bible says 3,000 people came running to the Lord in a single... Y'all ain't even feeling me yet. What we need in this hour is not more preachers in the pulpits. We need more people in the pew to get on fire with the Holy Ghost. Can I get somebody? Can I get somebody who will say, Pastor, that, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to do better. I, I, I realize I need to be filled. Is there anybody right now feeling just a little hungry? Do you have a hunger for the Holy Spirit? Are you thirsting for the Holy Spirit? Does your heart hunger to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I need you to just shout. Just look at your neighbor and say, excuse me, I don't have no more room, room for nothing else. I'm filled with the Spirit. Uh, we're commanded to be filled. But then secondly, secondly, we, we are to continue to be filled. Listen, the Greek text, the verb rendered here is filled. It's, it's in the present progressive tense, meaning we are to be filled. And then keep being filled. This is good, isn't it? Listen. Look at your neighbor and say, keep being filled. Because that's our problem. We, we, we get filled. God does something great through us. And we live on that. The afterglow of what happened. And the enemy is already about to attack you because you ain't ready for what's about to happen. It's a daily issue. Because most of the Holy Spirit's ministry to believers are once and for all sovereign acts of God. The indwelling, the baptism, the sealing, and the deposit of gifts upon us. We are in no way dependent on these. They are brought in us by the Holy Spirit at the time of our regeneration. Here's the good news. They are irreversible and irrevocable. The gifts are without repentance. You're wondering why some people who got raggedy lives can walk around and do certain things in the church. They're so gifted. If they could just get it together. I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> that's you too. Because you said some things and you know you sitting up in church looking all spiritual and got your halo. You charged that last night. You, it's so bright. <laughs> You, you got it on full because you got enough battery in your halo. You know it's going to last all day long. But come tomorrow. What's this, in the, what's this email I got here? Oh, wait a minute. Uh-uh. But the feeling of the Holy Spirit, it's a different matter, y'all. The difference is that being filled with the Spirit is a command that's to be obeyed continually. For the person of faith, it's something to be repeated over and over and over again. Say every day. Every day. And here's why. We need to be 
daily field because we have a daily need. And because we have a daily need, we need daily the Holy Spirit's presence and power in our lives to enhance and empower our eternal relationship. Paul addresses it in verses 19 and 20. He's speaking to your, he says, speaking to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. To whom? Who are we doing this to? To the Lord. He says, giving thanks always for all things unto God in the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit puts songs on our lips. The Holy Spirit puts music in your heart. The Holy Spirit will put prayers in your spirit and thanksgiving on your mind. We need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis to enhance and empower our eternal relationship. But we also need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis to empower and enhance our social relationships. You ever met a Christian that can't get along with nobody? I ain't even got to tell you why. You, I preached enough of this sermon for you to already know. There's a power surge. There's, there's a disconnect. There, there. Verse 21 says, submit yourselves to one another in the fear or reverence or awe of God. We are not only to enjoy a relationship with God, y'all. We've got to enjoy a relationship with each other. And being filled with the Spirit enables us to live in harmony with each other despite our differences. You ever see somebody who can just get along? They get along with everybody. You walk up to them and say, oh, you got to watch out for that person. They say, oh, they, they all right. Because they ain't tripping like you are. We know you can't sit by anybody and everybody in church. You can't even enjoy church because the wrong person sitting next to you. But when you are filled, it don't matter who's sitting next to you. You so filled that if they sit next to you, whatever's in you going to spill out of you. I wish I had some help. You ought to be contagious with your... Whatever you got, you look at your neighbor and say, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to be on this road, but I, there's something inside of me. I might, I might not act like myself. You don't even know who I am, but when you're you, you going to sit by me, you're going to find out that I am filled. Ah, the Holy Spirit empowers you to be a blessing and enables us to receive a blessing. Y'all want to know what's wrong with our country? I ain't trying to be real spiritual, but I got to tell you, you know what's wrong? You know why we so divided? You know why this political party and that political party and this news and that news? It's, it's because we can't, we can't get along because of what's on the inside of us. Strife and bitterness and division are telltale signs that our spirit needs to be recharged. Preach, pastor. We, we, we need a daily infusion of the Holy Ghost power for our eternal relationships and our social relationships. But I got one more. Our domestic relationships. I, I can't tell you how hard it was to get to this one. But it's the truth. Because in verses 22 and 25, Paul addresses husbands and wives. He's trying to address the issue of domestic relationships. 
however your home is structured, however your family is comprised or composed, you still need to yield to the influence and sway of the Holy Spirit to live your best life together. Sister, you know you need to be filled to deal with that husband. Ooh, that just slipped out. I'm sorry. I, I, Brother, you know you need to be filled with the different people you got to deal with in the same person. Uh, that really slipped. I'm sorry. That really slipped. That really slipped. That, that was a slip right there. That, I need to be filled. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Somebody ought to shout Daily. We have a daily need, and we need to make being filled a daily norm. I, I wait, I wait for you, I wait for you, I wait for you. Being filled with the Spirit is to be the norm for a person of faith. And I know I realize how hard this is, y'all. That's part of your spiritual maturity. But we need to stop waiting for Sunday. This is not a weekend explosion of ecstasy. It should be a daily norm of regular activity. I'm trying to help you Monday. I'm trying to help you on Tuesday. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you before you get back here next week when we finish this series. A continual feeling needs to be something that's habitual and normal such that not, that not being would be abnormal and atypical. Just as normal as you breathe and move and function, it should be normal that you be filled with spiritual power inside and grace on a daily basis. What we have accepted as normal is often far beneath what God intends for our lives to be. You were saved to serve. You were saved to share. You, you were saved to sacrifice. You were saved to shout. You were saved to shine. You were saved to succeed by the grace of God. And often, y'all, we only seek the power of the Holy Spirit when we face unique challenges and excruciating circumstances. But I need to remind you that you need spiritual power every day and in everything. We need spiritual power in the ordinary and the extraordinary. We need it in the regular and the irregular. We need it on mountaintops of success and valleys of failure. We need it when you're grappling with big things and when you're struggling with small things. We need to be filled with God's Holy Spirit and the ideal is not to get ready but you need to stay ready. Stop waiting till your spiritual tank is on E. And your dashboard lights are flashing low fuel. You need to be pulling up and pulling into the filling station of eternity and ask God, fill me up. I wish I had some help here. Ah, I got to go. You are, we, are to be, we are commanded to be filled. We, we got to continue to be filled. But understand, there are some conditions to being filled. I'm going to give you this and let you go. The unfortunate reality for so many of us, y'all, is that we are not daily filled with the Holy Spirit because the conditions are not being met. We, we fail to meet those conditions. Let me give you a free, a few con considerations to, uh, to consider. Uh, 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 first of all, in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it implies that you are under control. 
under the influence. You can't be full of self and full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let you figure that out right there. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what they meant. The old folks would really said, you full of you. You, you full of you. You, you, you full of, yeah, you full of yourself. You. Oh, yeah, you just full. He, he, he just full. Oh. Y'all heard those terms? If you are full of you, it's impossible to be full of the spirit. And, and the word, y'all, the, the word uh, rendered in the text means more than just filling up. The verb speaks of being under the control of or being dominated by something or someone. So when we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, we're talking about yielding to the control of the Holy Spirit. Because get this, being filled with the Spirit is so much more than just an emotional experience. I know we think that I know we think that we've had a spiritual good time when everybody's shouting and screaming, and, and that's emotion. And it is emotional, but it's more than emotional. It's, it's not just jumping from pew to pew, y'all. It's stepping down from the mountain of inspiration to make a difference in the world. It's not how much of the spirit you have, but it's how much of you the spirit has. How many times I got to say that? Being filled with the spirit is permitting the Holy Spirit to take control. Not just on Sunday in the sanctuary, but on Monday through Saturday as you live your life just as a car needs a driver, just as a plane needs a pilot, just as a ship needs a captain, a Christ follower needs the Holy Spirit. And for people who say God is my co-pilot, I say to you, God shouldn't be your co-anything. You... You, you, you should get out of the driver's seat and let God be the pilot all by God's self. Songwriter was on point when he said, you longed for sweet peace and for faith to increase. You've earnestly and fervently, y'all don't even remember those old hymns. You've prayed, but you can't have rest or be perfectly blessed until all on the altar is laid. Then he asked the question, is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Does your heart, the spirit controls, you can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. The text says, don't get drunk with wine but filled with the Spirit. I'm coming to a close. Paul used this picture of intoxication because he knew it would get the attention of most of us because all of us know, most of us, I think all of us, I'm just going to say, I'm going to be hyperbole, okay? All of us know what it means for somebody to be drunk. People don't get drunk by looking at commercials on liquor. You get drunk by drinking, I, 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 I didn't say drinking. I said drinking. I, 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 D-R-A-N-K. I-N. Drinking. You, 
You, you get drunk by drinking, and the more a person drinks, the more they completely surrender to the influence of the alcohol that's operating on the inside. When a person is under the influence, the substance that's on the inside of them has changed them and transformed them into something or someone they were not before. Whereas a person is sober, they might be quiet. When they get a few drinks, they get loud. Whereas a person who is sober might be passive when they get a few drinks, they want to fight everybody. Whereas a person who may have been shy, you give them a few drinks and all of a sudden they standing in the middle of the nightclub thinking that they sound like Luther Vandross. Why? Because they are under the influence. When a police officer stops somebody that is driving under the influence, y'all know why they ask them to straight, walk that straight line and you know why they can't do it? It's because what's on the inside has changed how they function on the outside. They can't do what they used to do. They can't say what they used to say. They can't do it in the way they used to do it because something else, else is now in charge. That alcohol and what it is in the negative sense, here I go, the Holy Spirit is in a positive sense that as you yield to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't do what you used to do. You can't do it in the way you used to do it. You don't talk like you used to talk. You don't live like you used to live. You don't treat people like you used to treat people. You don't walk like you used to walk because you're living under the influence. Somebody ought to just say, I'm sorry. I know I'm not acting normal like I normally do. I'm just under the influence. You ought to tap somebody and say, I know I don't normally dance. I don't normally shout. I'm not normally a loud person, but right now I'm under the influence. Ah, you are not in control when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, a drunk person, y'all, a, a, a drunk person, a, a drunk person does not have to try to stagger. In fact, you don't even know that they're drunk until they get, they're getting ready to get up, ready to leave. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. A, a drunk person don't have to try to slur their speech. And you don't have to try to be spiritual. You ever see somebody that look like they're trying to be spiritual? When you are under the influence you ain't got to try to use spiritual language. You ain't got to try to use spiritual calisthenics. When you are under the influence, you ain't got to try. Oh, where's Yoda where you need him? Try. Don't try. Just do. When you are under the influence, you just do what you're supposed to do. You just act like you're supposed to act. The Holy Ghost will take care of how you walk and how you talk. When you allow yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll discover some things you, that you didn't even know you could do. You'll discover that there's some hidden talents and some hidden gifts, some hidden strength. You ain't a person that like to talk in front of people, but when the Holy Spirit touched you, you got a testimony. You can't wait to tell somebody about the goodness of God. When God moves in, things will begin to move out. 
When God moves in, it will change your life and you'll be able to touch somebody else's life. I need about 15 people who will stand on your feet and say, I'm ready. Because when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you begin to act different. Tell them I ain't trying to be different. I ain't trying to act different. This ain't no act. But there's something on the inside. Keeps moving on the outside. And I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't apologize. Because when you honor the influence, you, you, you act more like Jesus. You look more like Jesus. You talk more like he would have you talking. You walk like he would have you to walk and love like he would have you to love. I ain't being natural because this is supernatural. Is there anybody here that wants to be filled with God's supernatural power? Yeah, I'm looking for a miracle. I'm expecting the impossible and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength in the book of Acts the Christ followers that were indwelt by the spirit were intoxicated through the spirit just like an intoxicated alcoholic or person intoxicated under the influence acts under the influence of alcohol and so you can always tell when a person is under the influence if you detect intoxication, it changes everything. A person under the intoxication changes their face. It changes their speech. It changes their action. It changes their walk. And it changes their company. It reminds me of a story. I heard about a pastor who saw a man in the community. He was intoxicated, stumbling down the street. The pastor offered him a ride. He took the intoxicated brother to his house. The brother said, Pastor, will you walk me to the door? And when they opened the door, the wife, obviously disappointed that her husband was drunk, looked at her husband but the husband looked at the wife and said, honey, I just wanted you to see who I've been hanging out with and the company I've been keeping. Some got it, some didn't. But the same way, when you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, it'll change your face, it'll change your speech, it'll change your walk and the company you keep. I gotta go, y'all. But the Holy Ghost frees your mind. The Holy Ghost frees your heart, frees your hands, and it frees your tongue. It frees the mind to think, frees the heart to love, frees the hands to serve, and the tongues to witness. I'm glad today that when I got saved, I not only got God, but I got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Something, yeah, 
got a hold of me and it makes me walk right it makes me talk right it makes me live right say yeah I'm through preaching y'all I wasn't even supposed to get this excited but sometimes what's on the inside expresses itself on the outside won't it do it I said won't it do it won't it do it come on and give God praise in this place stand wherever you are in the house I hope this word blessed you today I really hope this word blessed you today. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Can you give me some of that water too? I, I, um, I'm thirsty, amen. You know, I'm grateful. Oh my gosh. Grateful to be the pastor of a great church. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I don't take for granted. I don't take for granted the responsibility that I have for ensuring that each and every one of you get a solid diet of the truth of the Word of God. There, there are many ways to share the Word that ain't truthful, and the truth ain't always something you want to hear, but it's something that will help you to mature and grow and make a difference in this community in this country and ultimately in the world Were you, have you been blessed today the singing and the preaching I believe there's someone right now who's here today there's someone who's looking for a church and maybe you visited today maybe you are a guest we're running out of space in this, in this facility we've got two campuses I do want to encourage each and every one of you to know that we got two campuses <laughs> especially if you're in the overflow room you can amen if you get if you're a person that like to come after church start just get up a little bit earlier you can go to the other campus amen and get a great seat um, it's good to have a space problem and we're going to solve that with the help of God amen um, but what's important is Every church ought to have a space problem. If Taylor Swift can fill up stadiums, when her tickets go on sale, you can't even get one. Yeah? Some of y'all upset by that. I'm just talking to Taylor Swift fans. Whoever your favorite fan is, what's, what's, what's that guy's name? You know who I'm talking about. Um, um, not Justin Bieber. What's his name? See, he knew what the name was. Bruno Mars. Thousands of dollars. And you ain't even guaranteed a good seat. What are we willing to sacrifice? for the kingdom of God. The enemy has our minds so warped, y'all. We don't, we don't want to give 
to the God who's given to you. Because all these people ain't giving you nothing. A concert that you'll that will go into your memory and, and that's it. They're not giving you relationship. And don't I'm not I'm not criticizing that at all. If you get some tickets and you can bless your pastor, holler at me. Because they need to be saved at the Taylor Swift concert too. They really need to get saved at Bruno Mars. I'm just saying. I don't mind witnessing. But you ought to have more enthusiasm when you come to, to be in the presence of God. Nothing ought to beat that enthusiasm and excitement. If you're here today, if you're a guest and you... you First of all, if you are already a member of a church, we bless you and we pray for you and, and do what God has gifted you to do in that church. Don't leave the wrong way. If you're thinking about that God has, has shown you that your season is over, if that's what you want to call it, don't leave until you have left the right way. Because if you come here wrong, then whatever happened over there that made you leave there will make you, you're not going to last here. Because the folk here are just as jacked up as the folk in the last place you left. Right? I'm just being honest, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, he talking about you? <laughs> yes, I am. You know, that's why you need to be filled. But I do want to say this. If, if, if the Lord has laid it upon your heart and you know you need a church, you need a pastor, you don't have one. God knew you would be here today and hear this message. He knew you would have this opportunity to hear this invitation. And right now, if you're even thinking about it, don't think too hard and too long. I dare you to walk out of your seat right now. Grab the hand of the person that you came to. I want to receive you right now. Don't fear, just trust. Let God, let God lead you. Hey. I got one for you. You can only do that if you're filled. Say, Lord, fill me right now with the power of your Holy Spirit. I need, I need to make a, a decision. It's a decision I can't make on my own. I want to be in the right church. Wherever you are, my sister, my brother, daughter, son, husband, wife, God wants to receive you just as you are. Listen, he loves you enough not to leave you that way, though. Will you come? Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Come on, help me, miracle. Corral, I, I love you. Wherever you are in the house, we want to receive you. God bless you. Come on, come on. God bless you, sister. God bless you, sister. Oh, I love you. There's somebody else that God is speaking to right now. Oh, worship and Come on, come on. Let, let the Lord use you today. Wanna tell you how I 
is a good day to join church. Kingdom work is happening all across the globe because of what is taking place right here at Resurrection. Can we just thank and praise God? Hallelujah. At this time, you are welcome to text RBC1 to 77977 and you may give in that manner. You can also give as you are leaving the sanctuary on today. And you can even come by right here at this service anytime during the week and you can drop off your gift right here at the church. Amen? Amen. Listen, did we enjoy this choir on today? Can we thank God for this guest choir on today? 
I want to let you know that if you enjoy them and they have some products out in the forum, would you please go out and bless them because they truly blessed us on today. If you will pick up something on today just to bless them. Amen. Can we do that on today? Please stop by the desk and you can pick up something from our guest choir. Also, did you know that resurrection is turning 40 years old? What? 40 years old, 40 years of preaching, 40 years of teaching, 40 years of evangelizing. Thank and praise God. Do we thank God for that 40 years? 40 years. So don't forget to get your tickets. There is a table right out front. If you will stop by, you can get your tickets on today. We want to see you in the place. It is going to be a magnificent evening. We want to see you there. Also, this week, we have some exciting things happening this week. Can we say Vacation Bible School? Vacation Bible School is happening this week. There is a class for you, for you, for you, for you. It doesn't matter your age. There is a class just for you. So please come out and support our Vacation Bible School on this week. We cannot wait to see you. Amen. Y'all, can we just give it up for our pastor and that word on today? Thank you, pastor, for that word, for that word. At this time, come on, Resurrection, let's get ready to stand, and we're going to get ready to go home. We have just been blessed on today. We're going to pull up our vision statement on today. Are we ready to say our vision statement as we get ready to depart? All right. Resurrection, who are we? All right, come on, let's go out and tell somebody about the goodness of God. Be blessed, everyone. As you are leaving out, don't forget if you need prayer, we have prayer warriors who are in the back. So please, if you need prayer on today, we are here to be with you and pray with you.